0: everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Remedy with Tovecito. Okay, y'all Big drum roll, because today is such a big deal. And it's such a big deal because who I have in the studio today is outside of my kids, it's the biggest deal in the whole world that who I have in here today. And it's not the president, it's not Trump. It's not Oprah even though I wish it was it's <laughs> actually my brother and my two sisters and um, oh it's awesome it is awesome to have y'all here today so let me introduce them uh, today we're talking about just growing up and being a family and uh, and I told them we got to be honest <laughs> I said before we started like we're, we're like how truthful do we want to get about all this but But families are crazy and dysfunctional and fabulous and the best and the absolute worst. And I think our family just—it's a perfect description of all of those things. And so, um, my my older sister, her name is Asha. She lives in Arizona. I am forty-seven. She is forty-eight. We are eleven months apart. Um, I was the accident. You weren't. <laughs> I'm Still getting over that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no. And then, uh, and then, uh, our parents had another baby in between, but mom had a miscarriage, and I was. She had a hard time getting pregnant, but she finally got pregnant with my little sissy named Delicia, who I affectionately called D. Ishii was her nickname. She just reminded me. Ishii was her, because my younger brother, who is nine years younger than me, his name is Jari, and um, Jari affectionately gave Ishii her nickname.
1: (laughs) Can we just refer to her as (laughs) Ishii?
0: I forgot forgot about that. Ishii. Yep. (laughs) Okay. And so um, I asked them before we started, are you guys nervous? And all of them said Yes. Uh, and and you know what? I am too. I mean, I think I'm never, I'm never nervous doing this, but I think it's kind of scary because it's family and family is personal. Like it's just way, and there's so much love between all of us, but we've all been through so much individually and collectively as a family. So today we're talking about families and, um, You, as a listener, you have a family. And um, even though your story is going to be very different than our story, uh, we all have a story. And it's crazy because I think as a society, uh, we try really hard to hide our stories. Like, we don't want people to know how hard or how bad or how difficult or how dark um, things can be. In a family. And that's just being a family. I mean, I have a family. And, you know, my house, I try really hard. My house looks really pretty on the outside. There's flowers and potters. And you come in and it smells real good. But, I mean, we've we've got, you know, we've got stuff. We've got stuff in my house. We had stuff in our house growing up. So um, I have no idea where this is going today. I never prepare. But I said that I would start with one question. And the question is... Describe what it was like for you growing up in our home. So I thought that might be an interesting place to start because, one, our age difference. So uh, Ash and I, I mentioned our 11 months apart. Dee is five years younger than me. Jari's nine years younger than me. So we have, mom and dad used to call us A team, B team (laughs) because uh, there were two olders and two littles. And, And so even though we are four- siblings grew up in the same home with the same parents uh i'm wondering how we would describe our experiences and like what did did we experience the same mom the same dad same situation so Osh, Mm. you're you're the oldest (laughs) let's start with you tell me tell me uh, describe what it was like for you growing up in our home
2: well i think mom and dad had uh less money when they had us as little kids. So we definitely got a little bit more of their quality time uh, than as they did when you two were older.
0: Um, you mean uh, D and J? Yeah, D and B J team? Yeah, B team. <laughs>
2: so, uh, you know, I remember <coughs> dad spending a lot of quality time taking us fishing or uh, doing things like that. But mom would, one memory I remember is mom would always uh, drop us off at Halford Park and swim. Do you remember that all day long?
0: I don't remember this.
2: <laughs> yeah, she um, she would drop us off and leave us there pretty much all day. I
3: have and no then, memory of but this. But
2: I was so proud of I was so proud of my my uh, swimming pass that I would always get to flash when I'd walk into Holford Park. Where were
0: we? What? Where is Holford Park? I have no memory of this. <laughs> that is
2: so funny. We I swam no all day long. I swam. Yeah, you or and Mom I swam. No. You and I did. Mom she just drop dropped us off, off and go did. away? Yep. No wonder I blocked uh, it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, How old were we?
3: You could do that. Why didn't I do that? With I parks? know, right? Where's Holford Park? <laughs> All the moms listening, where is Holford
0: Park? <laughs> oh, this is so funny. Uh, no, but, really. Uh, is it here in Texas yeah. or were we in New Mexico? No, it's
2: here. Okay. It's here. No
0: memory of Park. <laughs> That is it Garland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Garland. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Offer um, Park and Garland, moms. Go. You know, apparently you can just dump that. your kids.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, mom, mom and dad, I think did the best that they could with their their circumstances, but uh, certainly had certainly had their issues.
0: So, so what it was? What was it like for you? Describe your childhood. Hmm. Like I had zero lot, to
2: 18. I had a like, lot of frustrations growing up. I feel like um mom mom could be very controlling and and uh always always knew where we were, what we were doing. Um dad was more of a carefree spirit and I I think didn't care as much what we were doing. So it, it was a tough balance I think sometimes to to juggle because one parent was so one way and one parent was so the other way. Yeah. So I think that was a little um, hard to to figure out, and there were times that I felt uh, I felt frustrated because I felt like, why did you know when mom would get hard with us? Why does dad stick up for us? Mm-hmm. So, but um, overall, I know that they did the best that they could with the circumstances that they had. So, Dee, what about you? <coughs>
3: Um, I I see a lot of the same things that Asha did. I feel like except Holford Park. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't remember Holford Park. Was I around with Holford Park? You were a Park? baby. I was a baby so yes, would mom you were take baby. me, I guess and not leave me with you guys.
2: I remember mom uh one time we lived on Janwood. Mom Had to go to the store, and she left you in the crib while she ran to the store. Came back. I remember that too. She did crazy things.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And also, it was a different time period. I was born in 1977, and I think parents were just yes. It was a very different time period. What a
2: much safer.
3: Yes, like I I probably think parents were normal. so helicoptering like the way they are now. Yeah. Now, no. helicoptering is out. It's the lawnmower parent these days. <laughs> it's the That's new hilarious. <laughs> i never heard that. <laughs> yeah, it is. They mow over their kids' problems. Um, I feel like for um, me, I feel like our home was eventful of just, I never knew. Like, mom could sometimes be awesome and great and things could be great at home. Or it could be traumatic, dramatic, and... Um, crazy. And so I feel like because of that, and I've noticed this about myself, I like stability mm-hmm. and I like safety and security because I feel like sometimes at home it was unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, and so I, I think unpredictable is probably, I, I have some of the best memories of my life, you know, with, with our family. Mm-hmm. And some of the the most difficult, mm-hmm. so I think unpredictable.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good. And because of word. that,
3: I like predictability. Mm-hmm. So, what about you,
1: Jay? Well, first of all, I never remember it being called the B team. <laughs> I think <laughs>
3: we were. We were. You totally Jay. were. We were. I said. I dad think. even said it at church one well, time i remember call your therapist later yeah
1: <laughs> okay. that, that pejorative just didn't trickle down
3: okay, that's a big word oh. i don't even know what that
0: means
1: because you didn't get called the b team that's why you, you didn't make up for it yeah, with, yeah, a, with yeah, the
0: high vocabulary Yeah,
1: all this insecurity <laughs> masking um i think you know i mean i i think what d said was and asha said is True. I, you know, I think I'll just do the counterpoint of that. Like, I think our home, and I'll just say our home—not just mom and dad, but us together—there was just a lot of love, mm-hmm. um, and it was really loving. And I think, you know, I look at, you know, how we grew up. Like, we grew up really knowing how to love mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. support each other. And I think that's carried into being adults. I I, I totally agree with um, Ishi. Uh, that uh, that there there wasn't a lot of safety, mm-hmm. um, and that unpredictability I think has you know kind of made us all kind of crave that safety and predictability. Mm-hmm. But um, but we also really really learned how to love. You know, for for all of the unpredictability, mom and dad really did love us. They loved us, you know, deeply. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just like any parent, you know, they had they had pros and cons, but they they really they really did love us. I, I I think I grew up feeling and understanding that. That even though it wasn't perfect, um, that it was it was loving.
0: I love all those answers and I <clears throat> I definitely see me in all those answers. I mean, I think we all it's funny, because you, you talk, Jay, Ishii, Osh, like, you, all, everything that you say, I'm like, yep, that was my childhood, yep, that was my childhood, yep, that was my childhood. So, I would say, um, so, I'm, I'm number two, and I think that you and I, Dee, are very much middle children. Mm-hmm. Um, very much middle children. And, Asha you are so, you are so the oldest. I mean, you are <laughs> so the oldest sister, <laughs> Uh, and that's such a compliment. <coughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that is such a compliment to you. I
2: think I had to be a little bit, though. You know, mom was being the oldest; there was a lot of responsibility on mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. She, oh yeah, and she pushed me to to be that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and you were you were you had you did you had a ton. We had a ton yeah, of responsibility, we had, we and then Jay, you're the baby, and you're the boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mom worshipped you, she adored you. um, she just <laughs> did. She just adored. I mean, she, she was hard on the girls mm-hmm. and I mean, you, I, I remember that mom and dad being pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. I was nine mm-hmm. and I remember how bad they wanted a boy. Yes. I mean, mom wanted a boy. Dad wanted a boy mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, every family I think has a golden child and you were definitely, you may have not felt always like the golden child, but like, I mean, and, and you know what I have to say, I was, I was never jealous of you being the golden child. I was honestly happy to see mom be so loving and doting um, because she was not that way with us girls. Mm -hmm. I mean. She was tough as nails, I would say on us. And well, I think we felt
2: exp- her love, but I I think when I saw the way mom really loved you, I think it was just so different. Yeah, it was know? doting. She did not it dote was, on us. No. If
0: we were hungry, we got our own food. If <laughs> yeah. we needed something, figure out how to get it. Yeah. If you want money, wh- how, where are you going to work? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I heard that she like matched your money when growing up, like (laughs) if you you made a dollar, she gave you a dollar. I was like, where was this? I had to pay for my own lunches. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It was, yes. So it was just, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I like, it's funny because I, I never, I never was angry about it. I was like, Oh, there she is. You know, like there's the milk and cookie mom, Hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that, that we, are we all wanted Mm -hmm. but she just it just wasn't her way and i really think that
1: is there another jari uh, (laughs) that's in this room that's a boy child of shauna carter because i no i i mean i definitely i know that i got like a better you know or or maybe a different version Mm -hmm. of of mom but i Mm -hmm. don't i definitely don't feel like i got Oh, yeah, she's the, the milk and cookies. Yeah, uh, I mom. probably. But, still but, yeah. yeah I mean. but, but you're right. I mean, I, I definitely felt
0: so just to give a little context. So uh, Asha and I were born in New Mexico. We moved here when I was six. You were seven. Mm-hmm. Um, D was one. And Jari hadn't been born yet. And mom was kind of she was a stay at home mom. But she always had this grit. She always had this grit. Um, and she started working on the weekends because she wanted her own money. And, I mean, we have ha- had a really gritty, hardworking, badass mom. I mean, and she worked her way up and became vice president of a, a company without, without a college education. I mean, she just killed it. Mm-hmm. And so the mom that we grew up with, <clears throat> the Asha and I grew up with, was a hardworking Gone. She was gone a lot. She was working a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, hardcore, badass. I mean, she just was. Mom got sick when I was a freshman in college. D, you were in sixth grade. I was in seventh grade. You were in seventh mm-hmm. grade. And J, you were in... Fourth grade? Fourth yeah, 30, fourth, fourth gr- grade. Yeah. So mom was 39 years old. Mm-hmm. She was a young mom. She had Asha when she was 20. No, 19. Mm-hmm. She had me when she was 20. Mom and dad got married. Mom was 17. Dad was 22. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, so she was 39. I was already in college. And you were a baby, Jay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, mom got sick. Mom was diagnosed with cancer at 39. And she fought it off and on for 15 years. Mm-hmm. She eventually died when she was 53. Mm-hmm. So 14 years. Um, she died in December of 2003. And so we lost we, we don't have our mom anymore. Um, our dad is still alive, and he's remarried and um, and just so I think all to say, going back to you growing up, Jay and you growing up D, you guys grew up. so when mom got sick mm-hmm. she there were things about her life that changed, <coughs> and her priorities had to change because she had to take care of herself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for the next 14 years i mean you guys grew up with a sick mom
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah definitely
3: you definitely she couldn't work as much she couldn't when work. i was in high school and yeah, yeah. Was things like that lot. she was not ball busting out there in the corporate world yeah when she couldn't i was in high school yeah mm-hmm.
0: she couldn't and um you know i often think about I mean, I, I didn't, I, Osh and I did not grow up with a sick mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we grew up with a tough as nails, corporate badass mom. And then you guys got this like other side of her, Mm -hmm. which I mean, cancer, you can find blessings and hard things. And I think if there was a blessing in something hard, it was that cancer, cancer forced mom to slow down Mm -hmm. and stay home. And, mm-hmm. I mean, she just go, 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 do, do, mm-hmm. do, do, do. And she couldn't. She was sick. Yeah. Um, so her breast cancer went away for four or five years.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it went away, I feel like, for a while. Well, she like, hit
2: her
0: five-year mark.
3: Yeah. And
2: then she was free of cancer. And then it, it's, I think it's after seven years it, it came back in her. Yeah. yeah. I got was a, in
1: college when it came back. She got a tumor in her spine. Yeah, I was 17. So it would have been, like, like six or seven years later. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So it came back, and once it came back, it really never went away. It metastasized to her bones, mm-hmm. and um, it just... Man,
2: was she a fighter, though!
0: Oh, she fought. Well, I think that's why she lived for so long. I mean, yeah, like, gosh. she wouldn't. She. I mean, how many times were we called, say, mm-hmm. "Come, because this is it," and she just find her way back. I mean, she was such. She was such a fighter. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to spend just a minute on mom because she's so fabulous Mm -hmm. for all her crazy. And she was crazy. Let me just say that (laughs) she was hard and she could be mean and she could be embarrassing. Oh yes. And I will say it, she could be abusive Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: really tough. Um, And then there was this other side of mom. Who was just, well, first of all, she was gorgeous. Yes. That's why all of us are so good looking. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> no, dad's really good looking too. But yeah. mom, mom just lit up a room mm-hmm. and uh, everybody loved mom. Mm. I mean, everybody loved mom. So I would, I would love for you guys to talk about um, what you miss most about mom. Mm. Like when do you miss her the most? You know, mom was a real good listener.
2: Those are the uh, things that I miss. Like when I had something to talk about, she really listened. And, you know, I miss her affectionate touch. Mm-hmm. She was really good about uh, touching or tickling us and uh, comforting us when we were hurting. What about mm-hmm.
3: you, Dee? I miss, um, I miss mom most around the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas cuz I just imagine everybody always goes home and spends more time with family and I think you know mom's favorite holiday was Thanksgiving and so she just I just wish that we could go back and have one mm-hmm. Thanksgiving again with mom and um so I miss her most at that time but I miss her a lot too. I agree with Asha. She was such a great listener and um I even though I said earlier, like, mom was unpredictable. There was a a security thing about mom. Like, just, you knew she would take care of it. And and she would get stuff done. And so I feel like sometimes I just wish I could be a kid again and just go home and be like, Mom, just take care of me. Like, tell me it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't really have that. Like, when you lose your mom, you're, you know, you're never too old for your mom. And... You know, even when you're 41, you still need someone to tell you it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. So. And when you
0: and when she told us it was gonna be okay, you believed her.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Like
0: yeah. I believed mom.
2: She, she always had our backs, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: What about you, Jay? You know, it's funny. Like I, d- this may sound strange. I don't miss mom like around the holidays or like it, like you know, big life events. Like I miss mom on like a Tuesday at 10 a.m. when, like, stuff is breaking and, like, you just need somebody to call mm-hmm. and need somebody, like like Dee said, need somebody to say, like, hey, it's all going to be okay. And then I miss mom when things go right. Like, mm-hmm. mom was a really, really great cheerleader. She was
0: an amazing cheerleader. When
1: something great happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Like, when good things happen in my life, like, oh, I just want to, like... Th- those are times where, I like, I will like, almost reach for my phone. Like, mm-hmm. I want to call mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just... You just know she'd be on the other side of the phone. Just, like, really cheering um, for the good things that, that happened. And mom was really, I think, at the end of it all, I think she was really deeply proud of all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think, like... You know that shined through. We just, she loved us and she was proud of us and she really cheered us on. And I, I miss being able to call her and say, "Hey, this great happened," and you know, hear her excitement yeah. on the other side of the phone.
0: All of you say everything I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the time it gets to me, I don't have anything left to say. <laughs> you know what, though, I think, I mean, I, I would say all those same things. Um, I really miss mom at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I really miss her I really miss her burritos.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> that green chili. Her
2: Sunday burritos. Yeah,
0: Sunday burritos. I really but I really the most miss picking up the phone and calling mom. Like I really I really need my mom. I I am forty seven years old and I still need my mom. I I think you're so right, Dee, that like you know those have you heard of those weighted blankets? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I sleep with a weighted yeah. blanket. Yeah. My son has one. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're just, awesome. They are like anti-anxiety, yeah. anti-stress comforting. and they're, they're it's it's comforting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like to me that is the feeling of mom. Like mm-hmm. mom, I miss my weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. And I'm I really you know what I miss the most about mom though? Mom mom was the tie that binded. Mom kept us together Mm -hmm. and you know since she died in 2003 we've all had to really work harder we don't have glue Mm -hmm. there's no glue in our family like I have a little bit of glue Jari has a little bit of D Asha dad has a little bit of glue but like she was the glue Mm -hmm. and she had our home Mm -hmm. and we lost our home when your mom dies, you lose your home. Mm-hmm. And and it I'm not talking about a physical space. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have a home. I have my home. My kids have a home. Um but I really miss that safe place you run to when you're afraid. Mm-hmm. And when you're scared and I'm 47 and I still get scared and I really miss I really miss the glue. And so for all of you dads out there who are listening who have lost their wives. I know it's hard for dads to be the glue, but just be the glue because your kids need a glue. And that's advice that I would that's a remedy that I would give a family who's lost a mom. Um, Absolutely. Cuz I'm I miss her being our glue. She was our home. Mm-hmm.
1: It, can I maybe break the form on this and and the format, just given that that this is a little different for you? Yeah. And ask you, what what do you feel? Because I see I see mom in the three of you all the time. Mm-hmm. What what do you feel like you have in you from mom? Like what did mom give you? Leave with you?
0: Determination. I am not afraid. I, I can do anything. I can kick ass at anything. I can accomplish anything. I can figure out anything. And mom, mom gave me that by doing nothing for me. You figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And
0: she made me a badass. She made me determined by not following me around and wiping my rear. <laughs> I mean, all, I wipe my kids' <coughs> rears. And it is, I am not serving them. Because one day, you know, when I was in my 20s and I was working in corporate America, I remember people saying, you just fly to Australia? Like, how do you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you? Like, you got lost? How did you? There was no GPS. Like, how did you figure it out? <laughs> you, you just figure it out. Like, <laughs> I would have never been afraid to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. and mom forced me to figure it out because mom figured it out. Mom had very little education direction security safety love growing up and that girl figured it out and she knew that the only way to figure it out was by dropping somebody off at a pool (laughs) at how i don't even remember it so i was probably five and i'm just (laughs) figuring it out you know i mean i like i i am i have that quality of hers and and I am so grateful for it because I believe, I mean, in my book that I wrote, I wrote, I'm a badass and I am a badass because of mom. I'm not afraid to try anything, do anything, become anything. I believe I could do anything. Yeah. What about you?
1: I, I mean, I totally agree. I think the one addition I would see say to that is, is mom, didn't just leave us to figure it out. Like, we watched her figure it out. Yeah. Like, we watched mom break, like, pretty much every barrier. Yeah. It, it, like, somebody telling mom no... Was fuel for her. <laughs> so I mean, that was so like, so true. <laughs> watch me. Yeah,
0: watch me. Right. I Back mean, said, up. you said no.
1: Right. That was energy Challenge for mom. Accepted. And I, I think it we, was. we all have that. You know, when someone tells us, when someone tells us no, and and like for me, I think yeah, like UT. I mean, in business, in like, I see so much of of mom in me, just you know, demeanor and. You know, how I treat people and how, you know, she just, she was so good. And we all just watched her mm-hmm. uh, figure it out and watched her be so, so good, how she interacted with people, and how she's she, so charismatic, how she hustled, how she worked. I mean, we all paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's the biggest gift she gave me. She taught me, she taught me how to figure out the world and she showed us how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there were no, I mean that everything you said about there being no limitations, I, I completely agree, and it's all because of what mom gave us yeah. growing up. Absolutely. D? I
3: think um, for me, I agree with a lot of that. I think I'm probably less of a hustler than than some of us in the room. <laughs> I tend to be a little bit more. She's Hustler. <laughs>
2: you, like, you like your I'll, I'll you like your movies? Tea. Yeah, I'm. She likes to stay home I'm, and watch movies. Yeah, I'm a little more. Um,
3: Relaxed. Uh, yes, relaxed. <laughs> she has she has more of Dad's laid backness. Yes, and I do. I yes, I can be very laid back. But I think for me, I I loved um, how compassionate Mom was. And Absolutely. She, um, I feel like I have as an adult, I've really tried to emulate that, and just, um, um, I and even after she passed away, people would come up and talk about just things that she did for them or said to them or. Just ways that she was, and I think she really tried to be interested in people and not for what they could give her or what they could do for her, but just how she could help people. And mm-hmm. I I love that about her. I'm a teacher, and so I get to go to school every day and be compassionate to kids and to other teachers and other people around me. I feel like I try to do that because I saw mom do that.
1: Yeah. She really looked out for people that yeah. were hurting and yeah. wounded. I mean, yeah. she just was so good at that. Yeah. And She's So
3: we... generous. She was so, so
2: generous, so generous mm-hmm. with her money and helping others in need. I, I loved
0: that about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she was. So. What about you, Ash? Where do you see mom and you? I get that
2: adrenaline rush sometimes, just like she used to about <laughs> things, definitely. And I can... I can get that to where it doesn't stop me from doing the things that I want to do either. Mm-hmm. But I think she also taught me uh, just in some of the things that she did or didn't do on how to be a better mom to my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what I took out of it and tried to tried to put towards that in my life and help my kids. So. But yeah, she was. I think all the things that you all are saying is exactly.
0: I know, isn't it hard when the yeah. question is over <laughs> now and it that gets? You, now that I'm I the last one, I like. wanted to ask you. Um, but yes, I, I thank I, you. I do
2: <laughs> sometimes feel like you do. Uh, I am a
3: badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Because of her.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is a hard question, but and I'll start with me because because uh, I think that's only fair. What do you feel like you are still overcoming um, because of our childhood? Like we all come from dysfunction, not just the four people in the room. Kevin, also my producer, I'm sure your family's fully dysfunctional, and everybody <laughs> who's listening, they all are, would have to agree to it to varying degrees. Um, and so I feel like, I mean, I've done a, I've been in therapy for a better part of my adult life. And I've just learned so much about who I am because of my family of origin and things that I struggle with because of my family of origin. And my therapist has pushed me a lot to deal with a lot of those things. Um, But, you know, I remember one time being in our office and being like, just so upset about my state and being like, Janice, when am I going to get there? And she was like, Oh, honey, there is no there. Like as soon as you get there, there's going to be another there uh, because we're all a work in progress. But I do believe that so much of our dysfunction and pain and insecurities as an adult um, have so much to do with our childhood. So my question is, what are you still struggling with as an adult because of what we experienced or what you experienced in your childhood? So I'll start. And I just thought of this question, so I'm, I'm formulating the answer as, as I'm speaking. But I think I would have to say, um, uh, because we grew up in a home, because I grew up in a home, um, my experience in our home was scary um, at times and unpredictable, to, to use your word D. And... As an adult, I have also craved and tried to give my children great stability because not knowing what I was going to come home to um, was so scary, whether it was f- mom and dad fighting or mom, mom had a bad day at work and I had to take the brunt of that or whatever it was. I could come home and it would be, could be fabulous or I could come home and it could be really scary And so as a child, I, I became very smart um, about reading a room. I could, I, I knew, okay, mom, mom's scary tonight. Dad's scared tonight. Yeah, we're all scared tonight. Everybody's got a mom. Mom was the nucleus. Mom had the heartbeat on our home. So if mom was in a good mood, everybody was okay. If mom was not in a good mood, everybody was not okay. And it was our job to make mom Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is not a healthy environment for Mm -hmm. a little girl to grow up. And I grew up just scared anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was sensitive Mm -hmm. and scared. And Asha uh, was not scared. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I hid in your shadow for most of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, If I wanted something, I'd be like, Asha, will you talk to me? I was scared. Um, And so as an adult, I know... That I still struggle with um, is: everybody in the room okay? And if everybody's in the room is okay, then Tove is okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's very interesting. I don't, and, and I've, I have to self-talk all the time. Okay, it doesn't matter if my producer, Kevin, is not okay. Tova is still okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, the only person that I'm in charge of making okay is Tova. Mm-hmm. And even if somebody else isn't okay with me or anything else, it's not my job to to make them okay in order for me to be okay. Mm-hmm. Tova is always okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been a lifetime struggle for me. and. I, I think the interesting... It still, like, makes me cry. It's, sc- oh. like, how scared I can still get if things aren't okay. I need everything to be okay mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to be okay.
1: I I think the interesting thing about that for you that I see is that that's your superpower. Like, you, your superpower is, is being able to read a situation and to um understand it and and understand the emotions cuz we grew up doing that really well yeah. and but I also think like any superpower it's sort of like a blessing and a curse
0: Oh yeah there's a shadow side mm-hmm. to this gift that I have mm-hmm. and it, the gift comes from the pain mm-hmm. I really believe that
1: Yeah you feel really deeply
0: Yeah oh I'm so sensitive
3: yeah, you are very empathetic with people, probably to a fault. Yes, you know, yes. I just need everybody to be. Okay. Oh, you I take just on the desperately emotions. need everybody to be okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, Jay, what about you? This is a very personal question. No, I
1: love <laughs> it, I, and I I agree with what you said. I think for me, so I agree with. I mean, you and I have talked so many times about how similar we are, yeah. and and I'm. I definitely, You're
0: the boy version of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thousand and percent. I,
1: <laughs> and I definitely have that. I mean, I have that um, that side. Everything that you talked about totally resonated with me. I think the, uh, I'll say the addition for me is that um, we, growing up, there was a lot of value derived. Um, by how we were perceived outwardly, yeah, um, and by what we did, mm-hmm. like performance, uh, yeah, base our, love. Our performance. You know, mm-hmm. our performance was what really mattered. Yeah, um, and so whether it was you know looking good at school or church or you know succeeding in sports or uh, making good grades or you know getting into the right college, what whatever that is, there was just a real push um, for performance, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, one of the things that I've really had to to learn as an adult um, is that you know I don't have to perform to get love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm valuable because I breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm valuable because I am and I exist. And I think yeah, you are. <laughs> and I and I think that um, that that's something that I've had to really sort of teach myself as an adult. That I'm I'm just valuable because I breathe, not because of anything I'm doing. Any like, my value isn't a stock. You know, it doesn't go up and down based on how I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that my value is constant and fixed, and it's it's placed. And it's rooted it's, in God. It's rooted in God mm-hmm. exactly. It's yeah. exactly it's placed in in God. Yeah. Um. And and the way God sees me. So okay. I, I think that's for me. It's been the biggest thing.
0: What about you, Dee?
3: Um, I'll go last this time because okay. I feel like everyone is going oh, last yeah, at that's some point. True. And yeah, you need to be last. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, Asha. <laughs> um,
2: I think, you know, I I definitely have a, a lot of insecurities that I've had to deal with. Um, but I think one of them is that I, I really turned into a, a people pleaser. Uh, constantly saying yes and, and I think maybe that goes along with that performance that you're talking about too you don't want people to think bad of you or or talk about you or anything like that So, um, but I think the thing that I've had to overcome is that it is okay to, to say no or to um, not sacrifice everything for everyone else and I'm last I've, I'm starting to learn that it's okay to take care of me and do things that I like to do too. Mm -hmm. And the right people will come along um, with me, you know, not me just going with everyone else and going along. So really good. But on a side note, I was scared, too. Mm. (laughs) I think but I but I also there's this drive growing up. Yeah, growing up. um, And I knew how scared you were. And I felt that I think to be that bigger sister and to help help with that. But I also felt like Mom didn't do things always that were right, and someone needed to tell her, and that was going to be me. So I just stood <laughs> up and to that her. That was
0: never me. Yeah, I, I mean, just... you and Dee could do that in yeah. a way that just I admired. I was too scared. I never stood yeah, up me to too. mom.
1: I never could have done that. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh It's amazing how I I looked at that, and I was in such awe of both of you. <laughs>
1: it's true.
0: I mean, anyway. Asha, when you so you left home young mm-hmm. you left home really young and we were a year apart and so when you left i was still a junior and i remember when you left i was like oh no like what am i going to do like who's going to do this for me like and it was probably good for mm-hmm. me that you left um because i had to figure it out but i mean honestly most of my Most of my youth was just me hiding and dodging and weaving because I was too scared to ask anything, say anything, uh, want anything. So I just bobbed and weaved, you know, Mm -hmm. and pretended really, really well. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess when you left, I, I had to, I had, I had to ask, I had to. Say I had, you know, like my voice left the building when you left, and um, mm. that was. It makes me cry. <laughs>
2: oh. Wow,
0: well, you were, you were fierce growing up. Yeah, I maybe. think you had to be. You didn't have to be. You could have been like me. You could have been a ninny. I don't
2: know.
0: But you were not a ninny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I loved you all
3: so much. <laughs>
0: What about you, Dee?
3: Um, I can see a lot of the same things uh, that a lot of you said, too. I think for me, um, I I think sometimes... um, whether it's a childhood or just other things that have happened in my life. You know, I feel like I changed a little bit after I was hit by a car and we're not, you know, spending a lot of time on that. But I feel like sometimes I'm left with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that comes from a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But I also have to, it's probably a little bit of what you feel of anxiety, but maybe it just presents itself differently. Same as what you said, Tova. I think how you probably feel is anxious when you feel that way of you have to make everything right but i often just can create scenarios of things like if someone isn't um like if something at work is happening and i i just create like oh i'm probably getting fired and like i just go down the like you worst go- <laughs> case scenario of what's happening and i too have to talk myself out of that and say okay calm down like you don't know anything and um i have to you know, use a lot of self-talk too with my day. And it's, it's exhausting sometimes, (laughs) isn't it? Like, um, just having to get
0: out of our own way. Yes.
3: Get out Mm -hmm. of your head in a lot of ways. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, so I, yeah, so I think just that sometimes of just, um, just not feeling stable, Mm -hmm. but then it, can be often created in my own head mm-hmm. that I don't feel stable and mm-hmm. I have to.
0: Yeah. You're in charge of this small yes, space.
3: Like I, <laughs> yes. I have to tell myself that mm-hmm. a lot of what mm-hmm. can I control and I'm only spending my energy on what I can control. And like one time my therapist, coping mechanisms.
0: <laughs> one time my therapist, one of the greatest advice she ever gave me, she was like, when you start to feel that way, I want you to look at your feet.
2: Yeah. She's like,
0: idea. just look at your feet. Mm -hmm. The only thing that you can do is control where you're standing. Mm -hmm. Just look at your feet. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like, okay, like I'm in charge of this space. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of those feet Mm -hmm. and they're standing and Mm -hmm. you're okay. Mm -hmm. Just look at your feet. Yeah. Um, What is the greatest lesson you learned growing up that has influenced you to, I think all of us are amazing parents. I mean, really, really. I look at all of you, I think the four best parents I know, and I'm just going to put myself in the same category, are in this room. And so I want to know what you think your greatest gift as a mom or dad is and and how it has evolved, like where you learned that lesson from our childhood, whether because it's something that we got or something that because of what we didn't get, like what what are you amazing at as a parent, as a result of our upbringing? Ooh, I know. <laughs> Go. Um,
2: I think one of the things that I've been really good about with my girls is that...
0: So uh, so just to give some context, you have mm-hmm. three girls. Oh, this is my older sister talking. Mm-hmm. And they're all... The, so we'll say eight, their ages. Oh, uh,
2: Lauren... Two are all grown up. Yeah, Lauren is my oldest. She's 28 uh, Rosalyn is 27 and then Grace is 19. So but I think the greatest quality that I have as far as being a mom is been a being able to to listen to whatever it is that they are going through and then not to use that against them at a later point in time <laughs> like our really like our mother did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she so did that. Yeah, oh, yeah she did. Like, wait, she get get the, we showed that in a good moment. Why were you <laughs> using that against me right <laughs> now? <laughs> we were bonded. I, I used to want to <laughs> have said that.
2: I used to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, if I tell you this, wait. Are you going <laughs> to use this against, against me? me?
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Moms, dads, do not do that to your children. Yes. No, yes, oh, exactly. That will so. mess them up. And
2: I think that no matter I know. No matter what each one of my children, my grandchildren, will ever do, will never be, never be bad enough for me to ever not love them. I, I don't care. Hmm. So sweet. That's sweet.
0: Okay. And yeah. you are so good at that.
2: Yeah, you are. Yes, you are.
1: Definitely so good unconditional love. So good is, at that.
0: Yeah. yeah. You. Yeah. You love us I that love way, them. and you love them that way. Mm-hmm. You're so good at that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you are. d woman.
3: Okay, I think for me, um, I try to be fun, and um, I try to have like a fun relationship with. I have a son, and he's autistic, and so life can be a struggle sometimes. But I feel like I try to let's do fun things. Like, what sounds fun? I feel like sometimes you know I, I respected mom and dad a lot, but I don't know that we always had a lot of fun things about what we wanted to do (laughs) like we did what they wanted to do a lot (laughs) go to the mall and go here and go to the movies yeah go to the movies but it wasn't a lot of what do y'all want to do today that we can join you Mm -hmm. there were times of like you want to go to Six Flags Six Flags great I'll drop you off but Mm -hmm. I think it's good to have fun as a family and to Mm -hmm. laugh and to play Um, and I think those are some of my best memories even with you guys of when we had Fun. Mm-hmm. and we laughed and we went on that vacation remember when this happened and mm-hmm. so I feel like those are always good moments to that tie you together and that mm-hmm. you know those good times wake you up when like you're going through hard times of like hey I can get through this because remember last week we had a fun day you know I I think that's important as parents and I you're feel like so I, fun I try to do that you're
0: well let me tell let me just brag on you for a second Jace, who you mentioned, is mm-hmm. your son and mm-hmm. is autistic.
3: Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yes, it is.
0: It's hard. I, I You adopted him, mm-hmm. and I all have said to you no less than a thousand times, thank God God gave him to you <laughs> because somebody would be dead if God gave Jace to me and it would probably <laughs> I'm just being honest <laughs> that's why people listen to my
3: show
1: next, next time you go on vacation D we'll watch Jay's.
3: you <laughs> too yeah, yeah. You, like, you got just, my back yes Toba does it. Don't, <laughs> don't
1: leave him at Toba's <laughs> don't <laughs> she knows you know, her limits you know, I, know, <laughs> I know what I'm capable of
0: and this is just proof that Jesus never gives us anything more than we can <laughs> handle but you know what I remember for the first time, and it wasn't the last time, you said, Oh, I thank God all the time that he gave me Jace mm-hmm. because I can love him mm-hmm. and I can be a great mom to him. Mm-hmm. And you are phenomenal. Like you are phenomenal, D. There's not it's cry. <laughs> you're not there's not a better mom in the universe. There's not anyone more loving, more patient, more kind, more present. I mean, you would chop off all your limbs. I would chop off two of my four (laughs) for my children, not all four. Like, I have to leave a little something for me. You don't leave anything Mm -hmm. for you. And it is, you are magic to watch as a mom. Thank you. You're magic. And that boy is the luckiest kid on the planet. Mm. Thank you.
2: For
3: sure. I feel pretty lucky too. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Jay?
1: I think for me, you know, maybe this is just, maybe this is like a father-son thing, but I think I learned so much from dad um, Mm -hmm. in how to to parent and how to be a dad, and I think that you know, dad did such an amazing job at playing with us. Mm -hmm. and having fun Mm -hmm. with us. I mean, Mm -hmm. oh, we laughed with dad Mm -hmm. so hard and so much, and he was hilarious and fun. Mm -hmm. And, like, when he came home, like, everything got lighter and more more fun. He brought, like, the joy Mm -hmm. um, home with him. And then, but he also was so gentle. Mm -hmm. um, So gentle. And so kind. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me... Like, I mean, I think about when we used to get sick in the middle of the night, and Dad, you know, would, dad. would tickle our back. Mm-hmm. And or
0: scared of storms, and he would sit
1: there and what watch them all night. What Dad to you at
2: <laughs> two in the morning? Yeah, Dad did things. <laughs> every I every
0: I've
1: yeah. And so I think for <laughs> so me, true. for me, there's this, uh, there's a fun, I feel like that I try to bring to my kids and, mm-hmm. and also a gentleness mm-hmm. that I, I feel just completely I watched in dad and that made me feel so good growing up and so mm-hmm. I just want like I think every kid should have that you know mm-hmm. and, and I definitely want my kids to have that fun and that gentle safety mm-hmm. that that dad dad was consistent and mm-hmm. he brought sure. safe consistency to our lives and mm-hmm. I want to inject my kids with that i mean i i feel like so much of what i learned about being a parent i watched in dad
0: you're so good at that Mm -hmm. you are so good at that i remember i remember like when your kids were so jari just for context jari has five children uh the oldest is 14 and the youngest is four Four. and triplets and then triplets in between and um I remember like there I've been at your house a ton and there've been times where I'd be like, Y'all, knock it like if I was a parent, (laughs) stop it, knock it off like (laughs) what are you doing? And 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 like, hey, why did you do? Get you get in your room. Like this would be my (laughs) fabulous response as a mom. And you like get down on the ground Mm -hmm. and look at them and like And talk to them. That was a sad choice let's talk about why that happened. And I, w- I like watching you be that gentle with your children. Cause I am not, I am not, I wish I was, I can be, but that's not my natural response. And it is so your nature. Mm-hmm. It is. It's
2: a great quality. Oh,
0: especially as a dad.
2: Yeah. Because yeah,
0: cause dads, dads are supposed bark to be tough and, and, and yeah. bark and get, <laughs> knock that off. Get up. You yeah. know, why are you crying? And, uh, I've never ever, ever not one time ever seen you lose your cool when you have five kids you've never been impatient you've never been you've never raised your voice you've never snapped i mean it really is unbelievable yeah that's Um, amazing it is amazing
2: yeah that's what i was gonna say is i don't think i ever heard dad ever yell at any of us no i think
1: i think the thing about dad and i'll just i'll i'll add this to it is like th- there was like some talk we heard at, at church one time about how like your family occupies like if, if, if people in your life are on an airplane like your family occupies like the first class seats like they should get the best of you they shouldn't mm-hmm. they shouldn't get the leftovers they shouldn't get what's you know they shouldn't get the the upset version of you your family really should get the first class seats mm-hmm. in your life and dad did that mm-hmm. you know like he may have had a bad day at work or you know, things went sideways, you know, in some way, shape or form, but he never brought that home. Yeah, he so he gave us like the best version of himself. Yeah, Absolutely. The, the the absolute best that he had, we got. Yeah. And I I believe that. I, I, believe I saw that Dad too. at work, he was like I mean, he like the best version of dad was at home. Yeah.
0: yeah. I uh, thousand percent Absolutely. agree with that. I thousand He
3: was so fun.
0: And yeah giving. And Mm -hmm. selfless. I mean it was never about dad. No, it was
3: never about Mm -hmm. dad. It was never about dad. No, our home was never about him.
0: If you think about that, that's pretty incredible.
1: It's still not. I mean he's it's real sweet that
3: way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. He is incredible that way. Um so I think that my greatest gift as a mom is I and I learned it from our childhood, that I brought from our childhood, is I, I don't want to control anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to control what my children play, what my children do, who their friends are, where they go. Um, like, I don't want to control any of it. I want to trust them and give them the wings that God put on their back and help them fly. Like... What my children do, how they behave, who their friends are, uh, what they want to be when they grow up, the, the, it's fabulous. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be a hairdresser? Be a hairdresser. You want to you be a surf instructor? Go be a surf instructor. You want to go to college? Awesome. Make it happen. You don't want to go to college? Don't go to college. Like, I am not, a Sito is not hung up at all about the outcome of my children, um, they are God's first, and and I I think that that is really different from the space that we grew up in, mm-hmm. um, and it's just so freeing. I mean, but I have to say, my children have taught me how to... When when I first adopted them, they were six, six, and five, and I think all I wanted to do was control, because I was scared. We try to control because we're afraid, mm-hmm. and I've just become... Less afraid about about them. They're not mine. They're God's, mm-hmm. and so just just encouraging them to spread their wings and fly wherever wherever their wind is supposed to take them.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel the same way as you. Exactly. It's how I parent my girls too.
0: It's I've, hard to do it at first.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> I think it just shows the confidence that, that I mean, all three of you because I know D's that way too. It just Mm -hmm. shows the confidence you have. Like there's no value statement that there's no value statement in what your kids do uh, about about you. Mm -hmm. And I feel that like Mm -hmm. they, they are gods, right. And they are just here to do what God made them to do. And your goal is just to sort of bring that out and ignite that.
0: Love them and hug them real tight Mm -hmm. along the way.
3: Help them. Yeah. Yeah. Help them get a good example for them. Yeah. Teach them to be good people, but, you're right, just letting them be who they want to be and they're mm-hmm. gonna find their way. they mm-hmm. will I I mean we all did yeah, yeah we all did. I mean
0: we all we all find our way mm-hmm. and our way is better than any but other anybody else's version mm-hmm. of, of the way it's supposed to be. Well, I love all three of you so much. You're my favorite people in the whole wide world. I mean, I am so blessed by all three of you in completely different ways. I've learned so much from all three of you. We're all so much alike and we're all so different. Mm -hmm. And I thank God every single day that he felt like this combination was what we all needed because I think he was spot on. And uh, for that, um, I'm forever grateful. Families are... Not perfect, but ours is pretty damn close. Um, <laughs> I love y'all so much. Thanks for coming and being here. Love you
3: guys. Love you too. too. Love, you.
1: love you too.